Uh, didn't even really catch it at the end of the minute, but Fishmouth standing up, puts his hands out, doing like Christ pose, and he's wearing a robe like, um, he's actually a few years early. I wonder if that robe was from something specific, I don't know. He's wearing a robe like Spock in Voyage Home, which is, what, 1985? So a couple years after this. So I guess Spock is copying him. Before I even press play, though, the visual here is so dumb. Like, Swine is looking smug and smiling. Busey's looking out of it. Other guy, I don't even know which guy he is. Looks like he's asleep. Other girl looks awake, but she's very... Somehow in a few seconds, she came into the room before the reverse shot. She got really comfortable. She's in between Busey and other guy. But she's got, like, her head up against other guy and legs all over Busey. White-haired lady's not in the shot. Where is she? I don't know. But anyway, let's get to Fishmouth. Do you see? Uh, what? No, really, what? What should she see? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what she just said. Okay, let's break this down. I don't have subtitles, so... A fairy plaster approaching. No, something's fastly approaching. What? What? Shouldn't we know what she says? Shouldn't we know who she is? Shouldn't we know her name at this point? Is she gonna die and we don't know her name? I mean, it is actually still a presumption that she is named Mandy. That's why I call her air quotes Mandy. We know two characters' names. Fishmouth's name is Jeremiah. And old guy driver is, uh, brother swine. I don't know why I'm doing this, but while editing, I'm like, we also know Lucy's name, but if I didn't remember it when I recorded this episode, I blame Panos and his crappy writing, not my memory. So I should just delete this insert. I should. It's a strange feeling that Fishmouth said white-haired lady's name. Maybe that's why I wanted to call her Susan. Maybe he called her Susan. Or I just want to call her Susan. I just want to give her a name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're all going to die. But you know, even a slasher film gives gives names to all his characters and personalities. Like, I'm thinking of uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, for example. They're driving in their Jeep. And you get, like, conversation. It's inane and stupid, but it's telling you who they are, that the one guy is really insecure about sex, and the other guy is really, like, over-secure about sex. And he's, like, the jock, and you get the girl who's not that into it. And you get the, It's, like, you get a sense of characters in a single scene, single conversation. Who are these people? <sighs> Mandy works in a local convenience store. She draws fantasy art. She reads fantasy novels. She might be short. Wait, no, she's not short. I mean, unless other girl and uh, white-haired lady also are short, which they could be. Panos could only cast short females. Who knows? The only time you've seen a lot of people near each other, they were in the dark or sitting down. What did her father's starling story have to do with anything? What did the dream with the baby deer have to do with anything? Why was she reading a stupid fantasy novel? This was said a while ago. Like, imagine if she'd been reading the novel instead of to herself, reading it to Andy. Then, the reading of the novel, if you want to include your stupid novel that you wrote, Panos, 
is characterization. It's relationship building. It's not extraneous. Then you could have even had some stupid dialogue where, like, Andy is like, oh, that's awesome. Like, he's commenting on the prose as if it's wonderful. Because I know so many people who saw this movie were probably moved by that stupid prose. I was moved, too. I was just moved, you know. I don't use stupid phrases like I threw up in my mouth a little and all that crap, but, ugh. I was disgusted, annoyed, distraught, disturbed. Not in a good way. It just made me think of, like, if this movie became, like, a cult classic, like a thing that wasn't a horror film, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or The Room, and you get midnight screenings, what would people be doing? The whole audience would have to read that prose right along with her. And that would be hilarious. What would people throw in the air? People would come in costume as the Cenobabies, that'd be cool. A lot of people wearing baseball shirts with 44 on it. Oh, you throw cigarettes, obviously. Lit cigarettes. <laughs> That's what a midnight screening needs. A fire. Yeah, just a big fire hazard. Thousands of drunk college students screaming at the screen as they burn. Last one out wins. Where was I? 16 seconds in. He's still doing Jesus. Oh, he put his hands down. I recognized you. Ugh. He's st- speaking slow and stupid, and he's got the modulation from the drugs, right? Uh, I recognized you, so I think in time, and we get this really say, subtle in volume, but really melodramatic in effect, music beat, as if what he just said is so important. Ugh. It's like boom, boom. It's almost like the Law and Order thing. Dun 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 dun. Monday afternoon. No, it's nighttime. Uh, Monday, twelve oh one a.m. Dun dun. <laughs> Let's let him keep talking. I guess he thinks in time you will recognize me. Oh, that's obvious. Stupid. Obvious. Ugh. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's we're, we angle on Mandy being all dazed and weird and blurry. As I think it's Brother Swine talking, but since we don't see him talking, and there's the modulation because the effect of the drugs, it doesn't sound like anything unique, and I'm not sure it's Brother Swine because how many lines has he even said this entire film? Five, six? But it starts with all he wants. All he wants is for his children to love one another. Now, wait, and then we go to reversing. White-haired lady's there. She's off to the left of Swine. Who knew? She's in the scene. And I'm not sure Swine was actually talking. I Wait, was that Fishmouth talking? And he's talking about God? Because it sounded just different enough. I thought it was Brother Swine talking about Fishmouth. And then Fishmouth goes over and like puts his hands on Swine's shoulders. You know, approval. Oh, it's Fishmouth talking about God. As he takes the LP that, I don't know what record it is, that it's been sitting on him, Swine, this whole scene. He picks it up and says, I find that he allows me to express that love in many ways. And he's walking over toward where presumably air quotes Mandy is because that's where everyone's looking. But hey, we're free. The minute ended. The movie's over. It's not over. It's not over. It goes forever. It will go on forever. It's so long. Ugh. See, I'd be looking ahead normally. 
too. What record is he going to play? What's his music? But I don't care. Ugh. Everything's red and blurry, and I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't have time for this today. That's not even my desk. 